0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 25th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Cowley. Here's today's headlines. Futures soar on crisis. No TPP seen for China and ag groups get EPA's ear. Russian invasion roils wheat and corn futures. The Russian invasion of Ukraine that resulted in at least one port closure on the Black Sea and sparked new rounds of U.S. sanctions on Russia sent U.S. wheat and corn futures soaring again yesterday, some contracts hitting trading limits during the day. Kansas City March wheat futures contract for hard red winter closed yesterday at 963 a bushel, up 48 cents for the day. The contract did hit the 50 cent limit, but pulled lower just before the close. March contract for corn at the Chicago Board of Trade closed at 6.95 a bushel, that closed 10 cents higher for the day, but the contract reached a high of nearly 7.19 during the trading session. We've seen some ports shut down in the Black Sea, said Arlen Suderman, chief. Commodities economist for Stone X Group Incorporated. We've seen reports of shipping companies stopping ships from entering the Black Sea. Trading is being affected. Russia and Ukraine account for 29% of the world's wheat trade, so that's a big deal. From a corn standpoint, Ukraine accounts for 16% of the world's corn exports, so that matters too. Now keep in mind, With the uncertainty surrounding the burgeoning war, some exporters are loath to get go of their wheat supplies. Egypt floated a tender offer for wheat and got one offer from France that was well above what the Egyptians would agree to. That, according to John Payne, an analyst for Stone X and publisher of The Weakened Grain. Two weeks ago, Egypt got... 12 offers were substantially lower prices. It's not just the commodity markets. Courtney Crowley, an economist with the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, says the Ukraine crisis also bears watching because Russia is a significant supplier of natural gas and potash. The fertilizer market is not something that really needs additional pressure. We've seen a lot of supply chain disruptions there. Natural gas is a primary input for fertilizer, particularly in nitrogen fertilizer, Crawley said during USDA's annual Ag Outlook Forum yesterday. During an Outlook Forum news conference, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack warned fertilizer suppliers not to use the crisis as an excuse to raise fertilizer prices. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Good morning and welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA, another year, another record for exports. USDA has sharply raised its forecast for U.S. ag exports in fiscal 22 to a new record of $183.5 billion dollars. That's up 8 billion from November's forecast and 11.3 billion over the record set in fiscal 21. Soybean exports are driving the surge, USDA reported yesterday, but exports of livestock, poultry, and dairy products also expected to set a record, as are horticulture products, which include tree nuts. By the way, Walter Lanza, a commodity trader with the ag supply chain firm Skolar, Sees continued transportation disruptions and port bottlenecks. As he puts it, the outlook for shipping this year is not bright. But while ocean freight rates won't return to where they were a year ago, they likely won't rise any further, Lanza said, during the Ag Outlook Forum. Vilsack, China won't be able to join CPTPP. China may want to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, the Pacific Rim Trade Pact that the Obama administration negotiated and the Trump administration pulled out of. But Beijing won't be able to meet the agreement standards, Vilsack told reporters. The Biden administration also is not ready to join the agreement, Vilsack said. Doing so will first require rebuilding public trust in trade agreements and tearing down existing trade barriers, Vilsack said. EPA sets regional WOTUS roundtables. Agriculture groups are well represented in the group of 10 regional roundtables announced by EPA to discuss how to craft a definition of Waters of the U.S. in the Clean Water Act. Organizers of the roundtables expected to be held virtually late spring and summer include the Arizona, California, North Carolina Farm Bureaus, the Kansas Livestock Association, and the Regenerative Agriculture Foundation. Organizers were asked to include a diverse set of participants in their nomination letters to EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers. Other lead groups include Alabama's Cahaba Brewing, Natural Resources Defense Council, the National Parks Conservation Association, Water Conservation Group, Ama Amigos Bravos in the Southwest, and Associations of County Commissioners in Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. Now take note, EPA Ag Advisor Ron Snyder told AgriPulse yesterday the roundtables would focus primarily on implementation of WOTUS at a regional level. He said the choice of five ag organizations to lead the roundtables is a testament to how seriously we are taking the input of the ag sector on WOTUS. Methane reducing feed additive okayed for European cows. A feed additive that can reduce enteric methane emissions from dairy cattle has been approved for marketing in the European Union. Not yet available to U.S. farmers, but Royal DSM, the manufacturer of Beauvais, says a quarter teaspoon per day consistently cuts methane emissions from those animals by about 30%. Mike McCloskey, CEO of Select Milk Producers, the sixth largest milk cooperative in the country, said at the USDA Outlook Forum that the industry is trying to get FDA to consider Bovair, a feed additive and not a drug for regulatory purposes. We would love to have this product here, and I believe it will be in the next two or three years, McCloskey said. Here's today's He Said It. It is incredibly difficult to get enough people to fill jobs and when you get them, to keep them. That Andy Herrig, Vice President with FMI, the Food Industry Association. Packaging also has been a challenge for the industry. Even getting printer ink for food labels is sometimes a problem, Hank said at the Ag Output Forum. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 25th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.